1: Hey guys, welcome back to the Cowboy Stories. The sponsors for today's episode are Cade Coombs Horseshoeing and Hell's Backbone Ranch and Trail. You can find more information on them at bouldermountaintrails.com. And our newest sponsor is Hot Horses and Livestock. That's H A U G H T, Horses and Livestock. They're a small ranching family who specialize in young horses. They ride a lot of horses for the public, but if you're looking for a young performance horse prospect or an older ranch horse or even competitive rope horses, they have a variety of them for sale. You can find them on Instagram at Hot Horses or on Facebook at Hot Performance Horses. And again, that's H-A-U-G-H-T. We're so grateful for all of our sponsors, we really appreciate them, and if you or anybody you know is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please feel free to send me an email to cowboystoriespodcast at (laughs) gmail.com.
2: The muddy river runs right through it.
3: Oh,
1: okay.
2: You can get in the mud on the muddy river too.
1: Have you ever had a scary experience getting in the mud?
2: (laughs) Yeah, I I had old Sam Bringer build me a brand new saddle, and we went down there in the summer. Good thing it's summer. It was late, early spring, late spring, early summer, and we found. There's about six or seven cows, so me and my brother started following them. We just drive them on. Those cows went across the muddy. And Philly says, "My brother says we can cross anywhere those cows do." So he went across, but he he uh, led his horse, and I thought, well. If he can lead and get across there, I can ride. So I headed across there, and that horse went down. And I went off the back end, put a spur track right up over the top of my brand-new saddle, lit on my back in the water, (laughs) jumped up, and that horse went right on through. And And was fine. He's fine. but I was wet. Good thing it was a hot day. (laughs) If it had been a cold wintery day, I'd have froze to (laughs) death. But the Paces has been in the cow business forever. I'm a fourth-generation cowboy from Wayne County. My, my great-grandpa and my grandpa owned back 160 cows over on what they call Lake Creek on Thousand Lake. And my grandpa got in a i guess you'd call it a contest with the forest ranger and sold them all to jeffrey jeffrey on baker ranch jeffrey Ranch. that's on over on the east side of the thousand lake and oh that's before baker bought it
1: what was the contest that sounds like a good story
2: well (laughs) i don't know they just I call, I call it a pissing contest. <laughs> 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 they was fighting each other. Oh. He didn't like he didn't like the ranger what he was wanting him to do, so they sold out. Mm. And then he moved back over and he went to work at the. Well, he stayed. at... He had thirty cows on the sulfur, which is just right up here on the Thousand Lake. And then he switched them to sheep. And when my dad was in high school. He run sheep, and they had pure blood, pure blood Rambouillet sheep, and they sold their bucks to Kings. Now Kings had all the sheep in the country, had big, see that's where my grandpa Coombs started. He was a foreman for Kings, and they used to pay him sheep for part pay, Oh, nice! and when he got a herd of a thousand head, old Amory King told him to go herd his own sheep. That's how he got in the sheep business. It was him and Sam Allen, both of them, started out herding when they become king's foremen.
0: And tell her why he was able to get sheep instead of money. Because of
3: grandma, right? Yeah, my, so. gran-
2: my grandmother run the Teasdale Murdoch. And she sold all the spliced sheep herds. They, they'd resupply right here in Teesdale. Okay. See, all these, all these sheep, those kings lived here in Teesdale that, see now, Becky's relatives, they were the Meekses. In 1906, they were running on east side of Boulder in the top and down in the, around the Henry Mountains in the wintertime. Well, they went up there one spring and all them damn sheep was around there and there was no grass. Sheep took it all. So they... Looked around, and they decided that there was no future on the Boulder Mountain farm anymore. So they went to Canada. Really? Make they shipped 500 head of cattle out of Sigurd on the train to Canada. Wow. And they left, that was two brothers, and they left the other two down here. And there's old Rube Makes and, and Arth Makes. Now, I don't remember Arth Makes. He was gone for a but I knew, I knew old Rube. They owned all, down near all the Bicknell Bottoms. Plus, they run cattle on the Henry Mountains. They they left, the, they didn't go back up on the boulder. They was down on the Henrys and on the desert and then up here in the Bicknell Bottoms. Now, their dad started what they call the Brindle Dairy, and it's out on the east side of boulder, and they made cheese. They'd, he'd leave Bicknell with his short-horned cows go out there and put them in his pasture and milk them once a day and give the calf milk the next time. And then he'd take his uh, sow pigs with him. Plus his litter of pigs. Uh And they'd feed, they'd make cheese and feed the way to the pigs. And then come fall, they'd slaughter the pigs and haul them back to town and then drive the cows to (laughs) Bicklin. That was... The Meeks his
1: quite the process. That's, That's neat. That's
2: part of. So they, they were over toward Boulder, just above up above Oak Creek. Is there
1: still like a homestead or anything there? Where no, they were?
2: it's just a pasture. We've never been there. They never did it. I've been there hunting deer, but I didn't know it was there. It's the Forest still owns it. Oh, okay. Seeing the. Uh,
3: That's
1: really neat. That's a cool story.
2: And Then the uh, Wildcat Ranger Station. Yeah. That was a dairy, Oh, urban Hanks's dad he was huh. a, he was one of my school teachers. He lived down in Grover, but his dad had that, and they made him a forest stranger, so he'd give up his patent on claiming <laughs> the land. Okay. My grandpa fenced up on a thousand like what they call wisp pasture. he was taking that up they made him forest stranger, and he'd give that up. So there's only two pieces of private ground on this side of the Boulder Mountain. You get over on the other side, over on Boulder, there's King's Pasture and Hawes Pasture. And yeah. I don't know, but over here, there was only two pieces. One of them is Dark Valley. There's a piece of ground out there. And then there's Happy Valley. We actually owned them both. Really? We bought Happy Valley, oh. That's after my brother retired from the Army. And we bought that on speculation. We resold it. We got in a lawsuit and everything else on that. Really? But we finally got rid of it. But we still own Dark Valley. There's 120 acres. And that's an old dairy. Me. Those comans, which my great-grandmother was a coman, her brother took up Dark Valley Pasture. And Snows they got involved. They were relations. He's old Charlie Snow and my great grandma Coleman were his their wives were sisters. And that anyway they Johnny Coleman ended up with it and we bought Johnny out. He had a farm right down there. We bought it, plus the pasture, plus his Raising permit. And that's how faces ended up with Dark Valley. <coughs> anyway, my ancestors all been in the cow business all their life.
1: That's cool. Why did you want to stay in the cow business? Mm. Was it something both of you had always wanted to do? No,
2: oh, but when I married Becky, she was a school teacher in bountiful.
1: Okay. I've graduated from Utah State, and I got a perfect
0: job at Bountiful High School teaching business. And I, I kind of like city life.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I told her if she'd either marry me or I'd go find somebody else.
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> really?
0: Now. Oh, I have quite a story. Don't believe
3: that part.
2: <laughs> when she, I was a county agent when she comes married me but I and then the price cows come up a little and I thought well I'll go back down and work on pace ranch then Becky and I was about to death for how many years I had five girls how I don't have any boys and <laughs> during that time five girls and me making when I was a county agent I made about six hundred a month and when I went back to work for Pace Ranches, I went back to three. Wow. Of course she got a job as a teacher. Teacher. She taught music. What else did teach?
0: I taught at the high school. I taught English and history, drill team. Nice. Mm-hmm. Was
1: that really stressful for you going from from that job to having him come back to work for the pieces. Yeah, that was. But he she, seemed a lot
0: happier doing what he was doing than going to work up to Lola mm-hmm. in the courthouse. So if he was happy, then I was happy. I just kept working.
1: Yeah.
2: She worked, and when she had so many kids, she quit. That's when she damn near started.
0: After I had my fourth child in six years. In six years. Wow, good for you.
2: (laughs) That wasn't that quick.
0: It was, six and a half. (laughs) It was coming pretty fast. Then I quit for a while, but then I had to go back to work in 1984.
2: Then she went to work as a social worker. Oh, okay. When I was in high school, I thought I was a rodeo. We used to go to Boulder. You know where that old arena is in Boulder? Uh Uh-huh, yeah. We'd go over there and they'd bring in all the cows out of the pastures and all the bucking horses they could find and buck them out on the 4th of July. And you'd go? I'd go over there and ride. That one year, I think I rode 20. My buddy Heber broke his ribs on about 22. <laughs> oh.
0: You rode, rode, rode 20 what?
2: Old cows. You yes. <laughs> did? They'd pay you a dollar to get on, two dollars <laughs> if you rode.
1: That's so funny. That's a lot, isn't it? <laughs> and you could just keep going as long as you wanted.
2: Well, longs rodeo, longs had cows. <laughs> and then they'd have they had old uh sea <laughs> And then old Dell's dad, old the fever, what the heck was it? He had a horse called Bug Juice. He'd ride him in there and they'd take the saddle off and put him in and he'd buck. Really? But old. he had a horse, that old Bug Juice. We went over to Escland to a rodeo once. My buddy Jack Taylor, some other kid from Escland, about to have a big fist cuff over who got to ride Bug Juice. <laughs> Jack got on Bug Juice. I think that's over to Boulder, though. He got on Bug Juice over to Boulder. He rode him. And then he, instead of going, getting a pick at him and take him off, he got off on the pole fence. That horse turned around and kicked him right in the butt.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: he was on the fence, and that horse wiped him.
3: Oh.
2: <laughs> that, we thought we were great rodeos in those days. That's when C. O. Arnold's nephew, Daryl Alvey, used to ride the horse from Escalante or from Boulder that could outrun anything in the state. And they'd get up there, they about got jailed up in Salt Lake. They got betting on I don't know what they called that horse, but they got betting it was on a Sunday. The cops been <laughs> a lot of run on Sunday, but they was out there betting on some race. And the cops yeah. showed up. That was a state meeting. Can't remember that old horse name. I I know old uh, Amarin Peterson owned him. Okay. He lived in older.
1: Did you ever get involved in that?
2: Oh, I never did. Have too many racehorses. I had a. We had a little mare called Candy Bar. She could run the barrels and the poles. I could beat anybody in the state on her.
1: Did you raise her or buy her?
2: Just run them. She just run the barrels and the poles.
1: Did you raise her?
2: Yeah, I raised her. Body. She was three bars. She, some guy out of had a stud horse and brought him over. He was over here breeding myers and left it out. In what we call the stirrup place for We had a grill out there. <coughs> put the mare in the stack yard and put these. He had two stud horses, a big high pole fence. Somebody forgot to put the plug back in the door, and the next morning that married would run with old he bar X all night. <laughs> and that's the only cold he sired. <laughs> really? On <laughs> <In> that trip. <laughs> Don Taylor took a mile or two over Kenosha left her, but he was just going through here. He had a black it's both three bars. That's cool. And that cold out of her was called we called a candy bar. And we taught her to run the, we riding clubbed on her when she's two year old. She could she could burn up the poles and the barrels. <laughs> Cool. When my kids were in high school, they thought they were high school rodeoers. I sure wish I'd had her then. They could have run the barrels and pulled on her and probably won.
1: Do you still raise any horses?
2: Yeah, I raised too many. And then my grandson is, he's gone horse nuts. Horses. Yeah. They cost you money. <laughs> I can see why they. Charging seven, eight thousand dollars for a colt. But we've been in the cow business. See, we raise We.
1: Why do you choose those?
2: Well, like back, we used to be Hereford. Everybody was Hereford. Then we started, we went to a breed called, we went to Art Linkletters Expo down in Las Vegas, and they had a bunch of Devon. They're from. England. They come out of Oregon. And we bought some bulls, Devon bulls, crossed on a Hereford. In fact, that one place we'd buy bulls from, they sold some cows to a guy in Rifle, Colorado, and he kept them. He just a spoiled kid, didn't know what he was doing. And he sold them in Grand Junction. We went over and bought a half a semi-load brought them over, they were straight Devon we used to cross them we, used, we raised a few Devon, bulls, not too many and then we were looking for something to cross on them you couldn't get them, the only place they raised them, Mississippi and a few in Oregon so we well, I went up to Test Center and old Roger Turner had <coughs> Yelvy Brown Swiss Cross. And it was kind of a Brindle looking thing. And I went in there and my dad was out visiting his friends. He didn't even go in the damn sale. <laughs> and there's a Hereford bull come through and I bid on and bought it. Walked outside and old my brother-in-law's dad, he was a cousin. He was bidding on that damn bull, and some of his relatives bought it out from under him. And old Sherman Barrington, I said, you want that bull, you can have him. So he took him. So I went back in, and this yellow brown twist comes through, and I bought him. <laughs> and my dad's sitting out there, and here comes the bull out of the pen. he looked at it, and he says, I wouldn't have that damn thing on my place if <laughs> and I walked out and told him I'd bought it. <laughs> anyway, Aww. we run that thing out on the mountain. See, that had gained, oh, that had a hell of a gain. That had gained uh, five pounds a day for every day he'd ever been alive and all this, blowing. Turned him out on this Bicknell Spring Range, and next time we saw him, he'd... He'd lost 10 pounds for every day he'd been out there. <laughs> <laughs> Looked like it. A... Uh. So then we went to Denver and got into the, we brought, got into Pure purebloods. Bought a bunch of them, crossed them up, and then we went to, I never did go to, I went to Montana and bought some cows, but <clears throat> my brother went to <clears throat> Oklahoma and bought a, was a flat deck, thirty some cows. And bull, well, they brought them in here. And that's then we've been caught. We've going all over. Now we just now we're crossing our pure bloods with Angus, making balancers. Okay. And that's yes. they're pretty good cattle. We tried Semitalls, or my uncle did down in those deserts they won't they don't survive really the cows will survive all right but they only calve every other year and if you get down there cabin in the snow damn things won't get up They're too big gosh so you gotta anyway that we've been through a whole bunch of different breeds
1: when you think back on your experiences that you've had that you've had living this kind of lifestyle, are there any specific memories that stand out to you?
2: Not that I can think of right now. I'm just, every day, it's all the same. The trouble, thing about being a farmer, you don't, there's no AR days. Time doesn't mean anything to you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Just one well, year.
0: How about the time that we had Those cattle killed down on the river. Oh, yeah.
2: That was a... We had had 20-some head cows truck go through.
0: Well, they were driving cows from Torrey over here. We triplets. And those days they were gold. Yeah. Gold, and then they were right down the river. Well, nobody was in front telling the people to stop at the back. They forgot,
1: so...
2: Forgot? We never did do that.
1: In a truck? Like you were...
2: Tim, oh, a, no, a driving the rock cows truck
1: on the road. Oh, okay.
2: Just crossing the river, going coming out of Torrey this way.
0: Yeah, Cattle drive coming from
2: The <clears> Jackson throat> boys throat> come <throat> off that hill, and he didn't have any brakes, not oh. too much. Poured right, knocked the car off the side. Didn't hurt anybody in the car, but, but the sure,
0: came in a truck. He was yeah, he knocked
2: truck. the car off the road. Oh, plus he he killed, truck. plus he killed some had cows. Yeah. Well, a lot of them he didn't kill. He broke their legs. And...
0: So they had to go shoot them all and they tried to save some of them. Oh,
2: we had that to...
1: would be a tragic thing. Oh, it was. I've got pictures and stuff. Else.
2: We had to go up to <coughs> we found herd of cows. Dewey Woltz, used to be our cow trucker. He's raised over Escaline, where you come from when he was a kid. But he, he went up to Harriman. We bought, a, somebody had a herd of cows They for sale. They was making, turning the ground into housing. They didn't have the pastures. Was, we bought, I think we bought 30-some head from him. They were, we had, that's, of course, insurance paid for, that trucker's insurance paid for those cows.
1: Yeah. Was he okay?
2: Yeah, he was. He was
0: a boy a- with him. Oh, and they went off into the well. If you cross the river bridge from Teesdale to Torrey, going uh-huh. to Torrey, you know. They went off the side and landed down there in the swamp, and luckily they were okay. I think he was having some problems before that time, and he straightened up his life and made a difference in his life.
2: Wow. <laughs> right now we're I'm cabin. I got one Peruvian. I usually have two, but uh, I got a caver. The other kid, he was supposed to go home, but he he ended up in California herding goats. He got his contract changed from going to, back to Peru. He went to California. Got his paperwork and all work. He's and so. Then I've got one that stayed here this winter. They call him Cavers. He's down here. I'm. I've distorted cabin the heifers and I'm damn near half through. He's got a we got a cabin born down here, and he's got these cameras. And he they're not Wi-Fi, but he he's got a cord that runs into his trailer house, which is right next to the trail where the cabin born is. Uh-huh. And he's got those cameras all around. He can lay there in bed and See the whole nice. trail. Watch
1: <laughs> Check as them out without getting as, out of bed. <laughs>
2: that's right. As soon as they start calving, then he'll go put them in the barn. Huh? He's He's not. He not lost the calf yet.
3: Yeah. Cool.
2: Then close. He had one. He had one cali on it after he put her in the pan. Hmm. But the other than that, I think we got twenty-two. And then, cool. then next. Month we'll store on pure blood. I got about forty pure blood Yovies.
1: Hopefully they calve smooth. I too. hope they have a bull.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> huh.
2: They're all AI. We AI. Well, we AI all spring. We we breed all our heifers AI, and we breed all pure blood cows and Tori that cycling ai'd and some out here in the trail then in the spring we got a reseeding down here on the miners mountain below Grover. we all water out there and put about 125 30 cows up heifers mostly that's three brothers see we we split place but we all run together we're on the same pace ranches had the permits to start with and then I, I bought a little bit, and Philip's kid bought some. But it's all on the same range. But,
1: but you all kind of have your separate Oh All things. cows
2: are all separate, but we still run together.
1: Okay. I always like to ask people what their advice would be to the next generation coming up in this industry.
2: I don't know. Depends on the politics, I'm a, if it keeps going the way it is now, you as well forget it. In public range, you better go private. Cause this, these people that want them to go with all this clean, do away with gasoline, go electric, do away with coal. I don't know whether they can't do that, but they're going to. I don't know. That, I don't think you can. You can operate with that,
0: but this seems like the force is against us. Yeah. You know, there's people in Washington, D.C. That, that does not understand the West at all.
1: Who are you know, trying to manage the West, but they don't understand the it. From, they don't yeah. Under. My daughter owns uh, the one that lives down in
0: Carlsbad. Owns a place across the road. It's an Airbnb. I was over there one time. They they wanted something, so I took something over there. And they were six people from New York City. And they, no, I last talking to them. They said, this is the most beautiful place we've ever seen. They said, we have never gone so far without seeing anybody in our lives. They wow. said, every place is so far apart. <laughs> we just are just flabbergasted. See, they don't understand how far it is from one town to the next or even, yeah. you know, if you go from like Torrey to Hanksville or through the park or even from Torrey over to Boulder they said it's just miles and miles without seeing anybody <laughs> they were kind of lost, they are like kind of in shock uh-huh. for that but people come here you know, I like go over there and talk to the people that stay at my daughter's house and everybody's just amazed how beautiful it is here they just are like, look around and they said you don't see this anywhere in the world the unique topography that you guys have here. You hope that the cattle industry, you know, can stay afloat, all the politics and things.
2: Yeah. Oh, they're going to stay afloat. Of course, they're making meat out of out of vegetables nowadays (laughs) or whatever. I don't know what they're making it out of.
1: Well, thank you so much for letting me come and visit with you guys. This has been fun.